all those flames reminding of your eternal destination, or...? <laughs> Welcome to the Pints and Pews podcast. I'm your co-host, Dennis. And I'm your other co-host, Robert. And we're just a couple of guys talking the Catholic faith over a pint or two of our favorite beers. So why don't you pour yourself a pint, pull up a chair, and listen in for the next little while. As we take the faith seriously, but not necessarily ourselves. And as always, if you want to take part in the conversation or have an idea for the podcast, leave us a comment or swing by our Facebook page and drop us a message. Dennis. Buddy, you're looking like the struggle in the spiritual warfare is real these days, pal. <laughs> you know what? I got a small beer here, Robert, because we're a little bit shorter when it's just the two of us. So it's not a full pint. So that's something to, I guess, to maybe that's the problem. My beer is a little smaller. You, My throat sounds a little bit so. I wonder if it's the forest fires that we're experiencing. It could be. It could be. I'm a little it, hoarse. Are all, all those flames reminding of your eternal destination, or <laughs> you know what? There was a. I was looking at some of the news uh, cast, and there was a big headline in the New York Post: "Blame Canada." Remember the old uh, South Park song about twenty-five years ago? "Blame Canada." Won a, I think it won an Academy or was nominated for best song for Academy Award or something or Grammy. That um, sounds blame familiar. Canada. Anyhow, so they're they're all taking that now. That's funny. Yeah, it's because I, we need to have the extra flames to cook the thicker back bacon, <laughs> right? The can, what our American friends I feel call so Canadian bad. bacon. We're experiencing. We're we're spreading it on to our American uh, neighbors to the south. It's very unfortunate. So hopefully they can figure this thing out and get the. Uh, we're getting help from our American neighbors to put the fires out, but it is. It does seem a little hazy today, much more so than the last couple of days. For me, every day is hazy, but that's, hazy. Oh, that's a whole other issue. And here we are so laughing close, and joking. Robert, so close to that R word. Yeah, Three weeks yeah. to go. Yep. Here we are kind of laughing and joking about these wildfires. We we mm-hmm. really need to pray for you know, kind of two sets of, of people in there. There's, mm-hmm. there's a number of people who've lost their homes. Yes. Right. And their livelihoods. And I'm sure there's some people who've even lost their their lives to these or fires. Or certain certainly been evacuated from their homes as the fire moves. Yeah. In so their directions. life is just yeah. turned upside down. And then the firefighters themselves, yes, and yes, from across the globe that are coming to help out with mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the environmental damage uh, goes goes without saying. So no, it does need a lot of prayer. It to, does, to and the economic. I think you know the and then you're losing all this wood, and then prices of things go. You know that thing. There's an economics uh, cost to it as well so you know all these things i mean that's it the always comes the back to the things. economics with yeah. you doesn't it no but that's I mean, a whole there's, other, whole other yeah, conversation there's something that but it's mostly just you know the men and women brave men and women that are putting it out thank god but uh it's just so sad that it's just gone so far south you know usually these own things we usually think of these things out in alberta or british columbia not not oh, here for in sure. central canada yeah, and no, it's, it's even happening in eastern so nova scotia yeah. new brunswick as well so. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, and um, as we're talking about going out east, then uh, you mentioned earlier, I've got my retirement coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, Ellie and I are planning on taking a little trip out to Prince Edward Island uh, the first couple of weeks of July. So that, the thought has crossed my mind as far as the, you know, there might be some difficulties in, in that as well. And again, yeah, though, that's being very cool. selfish and very self-centered. Uh, again on that. But just keeping that in mind, we wanted to announce to our listeners that this is probably going to be the last episode for a month or so, Mm -hmm. uh, as 
we wind down, or I always like to say we wind up the the school year because it does get very, very busy and intense over the next couple of weeks with term end and exams and And retirement parties. We've got about five or six we're going to, both of us, including your own. At least I hope you're going to your own. That's the one I'm skipping. Well, I'll be there. I heard the the guy in charge of that is... uh, well, thank God sketchy, we have, but... thank God I have an assistant to help me out. Thanks be to God. It's Thanks all good though. Lots of people are giving us a few dollars for your retirement, so that's good. Hopefully, we can get and you that's... a small piece of cake or something like that. Yeah, a half pint will be fine. A half that's... pint, yes. A half pint you know what? The thing is, all you want is people, a few people, a few of your friends to show up. That's the main thing, right? That's all exactly. I want too. Yeah, exactly. Just to have a get together and and lift a glass mm-hmm. with uh, with colleagues, because again. Our colleagues are truly, I think, the the biggest blessing. It, yeah. You can say that any business. I mean, we, we talk right. about it in education, but I can say that in any business that your colleagues are really the ones that go to war with you. Your mm-hmm. colleagues are the ones that are, you're in there in the trenches with. They're the ones that bolster you on those days mm-hmm. on those that aren't going so great, days. and they right. they rejoice with you on the good days. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, God bless our colleagues. Uh, thanks be to God that he sent us the colleagues that he has. Absolutely. Uh, except for that one guy that I work with. but uh... Present company excluded, right? <laughs> right. We're yeah, in the exactly. trenches with them, right? So those are the people that keep us going on. The, like you say, those off days, Robert, you know, because sometimes teaching can be a very, it's a very, you know, it's a great gig, but it can be a very difficult gig at times, It's right? a, yeah. emotionally draining. Yeah. And emotionally, spiritually draining because... As educators, we put so much love, we put our heart and soul because we just want to see our students flourish. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've always said as Catholic educators, our primary goal is to get our students to heaven. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's just, it can be emotionally draining doing that. And then you throw in the academics to boot as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and all the other stuff that we have to deal with as well. So, talking, t- talking about forest fires and smoke and being a little bit hoarse, uh, what are you drinking? You know, I, I don't to, know to, why. To, I to soothe your, your throat. Again, I think this was a gift from my sister who picked me up a few beers down in Florida, but it's one of your favorites. Hazy Little Thing IPA from the Sierra I, Nevada. I love the title, from Sierra Nevada Brewing. Family owned, operated, and argued over. Isn't that the greatest line? That's the way things usually happen in a family business, right? And it's not a full pint. I apologize for that, but um, I have a backup anyhow if we do go long, which knowing you, we probably will. If I'm behind the microphone, yeah. it could we could be here a little while. Well, I can uh, I'm just surprised that, that you're, you're taking the, the IPA because I sent you an article earlier this week. That was so and funny. It, it was like the, the top 12 worst beers yes. ever. And most of them were the mass-produced. Yes. Uh, I'm glad you said mass-produced and didn't name names, but we can imagine some of them are mass-produced, very popular in the States and Canada. But number 12, any IPA. Any IPA. And you just thought that was hilarious. I thought that was funny because uh, I think they said they gave an IPA to their father for the first time and he took a sip and he's just like, what is it's this? just spat it. Because when you but think what... of the tradition, when you think of yourself in Belgium and those tradi- traditional monastic beers, I mean, I'm sorry, the IPA doesn't measure up to those, Robert. But you know what, though? Anyone who's raised on the North American mass-produced beer, mm-hmm. whether it's an IPA or a Trappist ale, they're going to be spitting that out because their palate just can't handle it. 
I think you'd be more likely to spit on an IPA than a Trappist. That's my personal opinion. Only because of the price. Well, I think it's a truer sense, more a truer sense of a beer. I don't know. I find it a little citrusy for me, hoppy. So you I want an umbrella mine. with your beer there, pal, or what? No, I just wanted you to get to Grace before beer, so Grace we before, could see them. Well, what I, do you okay, got? Well, I've got kind of an IPA as well. Mm-hmm. It's a, a red IPA, Mister Canoe Head from the Sleeping Giant Sleeping Brewing Giant. Company up in Thunder Bay. Up in Thunder, Thunder Bay, Bay. That's a long way. Thunder Bay is a long way up there. That's actually my wife's alma mater is up there in Thunder Bay. She went to Lakehead for I Teachers did not College. Know she went to Lakehead. Well, for one year, for one year of Teachers College, she went up to Thunder Bay, uh, Lakehead University. Uh, she would take the Greyhound bus from London, Ontario, all the way up to Thunder Bay. That's a heck of a. Just for our listeners, Thunder Bay is still in the province of Ontario, the very northwest corner, and it's about the same distance for us in the GTA to go to Florida as it is to go up to Thunder Bay. I was going to say, it it was a 24-hour bus ride. Probably a little bit longer then. Wow. (laughs) A 24-hour bus ride. Yeah, big problems. um, Yeah, so we're going to give this a pour here, sir, and then we'll get to Grace before we are. Yes. It is definitely, mine's definitely hazy. Oh, no. Got some spillage quite, action going there. Almost. Good safe. Got, yeah, I didn't spill, always I didn't spill any, but I've got like a. You always a, complain about the head I pour, and finally, six inch look at that. On this, look at yours. That was a horrible pour, but I, yeah. I opened that up, I cracked it, it open, and it just exploded out of the tin. You're going to wait uh, about a half an hour to. So I'm going to, we'll have to say Grace Before Beer, like real, real slow. I'll I might not real. get my first sip in until. Uh, well, We're I'm not waiting the, for rolling you. the closing credits, sir. Paul. I'm going to say it really fast, Grace, before beer, so I can start. No, well, you're going to say grace on. for us, sir, Paul? I will, sir. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Bless, O Lord, this creature beer, which thou hast deigned to produce from the fat of grain, that it may be a salutary remedy to the human race, and grant, through the invocation of thy holy name, that whoever shall drink it may gain health in body and peace in soul. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And I liked your last episode, Robert, with Dorothy Polarski, and she mentioned that she had never heard a prayer before. She was quite pleasantly surprised. That was a very good interview, by the way. I really enjoyed that podcast. I really enjoyed chatting with Dorothy. I've known Dorothy electronically, if you will, or through social media for a couple of years now. And I was uh, very happy that we finally got a chance. Great story. To, to Great story. Chat. Really enjoyed that. Yeah. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Mm. I like the color of your beer. Nothing but foam. But no. <laughs> you know, very, very tasty. It's got that IPA bite, but with yeah. the, and the I smokiness think if you're, of a red. I think if you're an IPA fan, this is a really good one. Is it overly citrusy? Or? No, no, not at all. No, it's 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 nice. It's like you say with your IPAs, Robert, on a hot summer afternoon, not an mm-hmm. overcast, uh, hazy, forest fire-filled afternoon. It's probably a really good beer, and it would go down quite nicely. So we had mass today at school, there, buddy. We did, we and did. I wanted I wanted to ask you about something. Mm-hmm. At one point in the Mass, Father Ravi uh, said it was right at the beginning of the the Eucharistic prayer, to, uh, well, just after the Sanctus, just after the Holy, Holy, Holy. Father Ravi said this is the holiest, most sacred moment of the Mass mm-hmm. when 
Christ comes down and becomes present in the Eucharist. Please kneel if you can. Mm -hmm. Now, I know you get a free pass on the kneeling because I've seen you in the chapel. I mean, I had to help you up this morning. And that's carpeted. <laughs> right. So we'll give you a free pass on that. Um, or please kneel or, yeah, or stand. Yeah. But when the thousand or so teenagers all just stood there, mm -hmm. that kind of baffles me to a certain degree. Because I mean, well, the direction was, please kneel if you can. Uh, but to another degree, it no, doesn't baffle no, me because was, they don't know. No, but it was, please kneel or stand. I didn't hear the stand. Oh, part. yeah, he definitely heard. I, I definitely heard the stand or if you or remain standing. Okay, yeah, I didn't. I didn't hear that part. So yeah, okay, no, I'll give them that. Just kneel, because if it was just kneel, I think you would have seen. So I was like, please kneel if you can, or remain standing if you wish, kind of thing. So it was kind of an option. Yes, and I okay, definitely I remember that, that part. part. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was, Fair I think, enough. why you saw most Fair people enough. standing, which people, most without people, Nino's everybody tendency to do right, keep standing. Yeah. No, Except everybody. yourself in um, in the in the chapel when we have. The litany in the morning, which is nice. Certainly, it's a very nice touch that you brought in for June. Uh, and we even had a student today, habit. too. That was nice. Yeah, and God bless Jasmine for, yes. for joining us there. So that was, but we wanted to talk a little bit today about mass etiquette. We came across uh, this great little article in Church Pop. Did you bring this for me? Is this is this the reason you brought this out? Robert? There's a couple of maybe points. Yeah, there was a couple uh, little things here. I think you were thinking of me. But there's you know maybe a couple of different points for myself even in here, and just gentle reminders. I think for anybody, right? again, we're being a little self-centered here talking about ourselves, right? Some just some really good mass etiquette pointers uh, for people who are attending mass. We spoke mm -hmm. a little bit about some of this when we did our tritium refresher, especially mm -hmm. for those who are only going to mass at Easter and Christmas. Yeah, but enough about me. Go on. <laughs> but I think sometimes we just need a... Uh, a bit of a reminder ourselves because I know I know I can get lackadaisical in a mm -hmm. lot of things, or we can just be going through the motions without really thinking about them. So it, it's good to. to have I like those little some. Reminders. I liked a few points. The first one, Robert. I like so that. Bring the, that I, one I really like that, and um, that that first one from the circle. And we'll we'll throw the article into the show notes, and and we'll actually. Put a link in the Facebook page eventually on that. You know, a Catholic priest, six fundamental rules for attending Holy Mass with respect. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, and the first one, and way back when I was doing my other apostolate with Catholic Moment, so you can actually find this video on YouTube, mm -hmm. uh, Catholic Moment, uh, is, you know, dress well and modestly. Agreed. The second part, I'm not so sure of, Robert. Yeah. Most of it, I agree with. And I think it's important because I did the, the entire video and we were going to just talk on this subject today because we're in June, we're heading into the summer months. It's going right. to be warm. People are going to be traveling. So you'll be yep. on vacation and going to mass. Mm -hmm. Right. And dress well and modestly. And again, in that you have to think, and when, when I put the idea forward, you know, think about if you're invited to a wedding per se. And when you're going to the Mass, you're going to the wedding feast of the Lamb. Mm -hmm. right? If you were going to a wedding, uh, going to your place of work, going out to uh, a high-end restaurant, how are you going to dress? 
Okay. So let's just finish that off first part off though. So how much do you agree? Men must have their heads uncovered. Well, everyone must have their shoulders covered and clothes below the knees. First two, absolutely. Can a man wear, or even a woman, wear a nice golf shirt with dress slack shorts and shoes and socks and still be modestly dressed? I, I tend to, th I see a lot of people in the summer, men with shorts on. Uh, you, you know, and Opinion? I would say yes. Uh, shorts, I don't know. I'm going to come back to what you were saying as far as like a, a nice golf shirt, dress slacks, uh, right. in that I was at a retirement event yesterday. I Yeah, I meant uh, dress short slacks, but go on. Oh, yep. dress shorts. Okay. So yep. I was at a retirement event yesterday. I was the only one there in a shirt and tie. Yep. But everyone looked very appropriate right. and well turned out for, for the event. And I would say 100% everything that everyone... I, I could see that going to, to mess. And this isn't for us to be nitpicking and throwing out our opinions. No, and, and men must have their heads uh, uncovered. Absolutely. Uncovered. I think I maybe seen one person come in once with a baseball cap, or maybe it was a kid, and I'm thinking mm -hmm. to myself, why is that person wearing that? Uh, everyone must have their shoulders covered. I think that's a great idea. But I still think that one can look modest and have, you know, shorts just above the knee, dress shorts with a golf shirt or something like that in the summer and still be modest. Oh, okay. just above Correct. the knee, I think. Just above the knee. The, yeah. and, and when I put the, that video out there, which is probably now a couple of years old, one of the comments I got back was, well, I live in the Caribbean and it's too warm for me to be wearing pants and mm. wear a nice pair of, of dress shorts. Yeah, I, I think that is fine. If you would be wearing that, again, if you would be wearing a nice pair of dress shorts, yeah. Out for dinner. Mm -hmm. Which many people in, in very, you know, hot places do. Yep. Yeah. I think w what it's trying to get away from is people showing up in sports shorts. Yeah. Or again, the key here is modestly. So shorts that are maybe too short or, or right. Too or revealing. jean shorts or something like that. No, 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 no. Yeah. So again, the barometer for me is, you know, what would you wear going out on a special occasion? And use that as the barometer right. to say, you know, should I be dressed better or worse when I'm going to mass than if I was going to uh, work, if, if you have to dress up or dress professionally for work, or going out to a nice restaurant or for a special occasion, because mm -hmm. it is a special occasion, and, and really, that's kind of all I, I wanted to, to talk to on, on that one. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I certainly think we both agree that you know, certainly a collared shirt and dress shorts are applicable if they're worn modestly. What about genuflection, Robert? When when entering and then and when leaving, if there is a tabernacle in the church, and every time one passes in front of the tabernacle or goes up and down the presbytery. I certainly bow when I come in with holy water. I genuflect before I go into the pew. And I think genuflection is important. And I get down on the one knee. Questions, comments? Uh, genuflection is essential because it is showing due respect to the royalty who is present right. in the tabernacle. And I think most people do. As I noticed, most people coming into pews, they do. Except on, obviously, Good Friday where... There's no need to, right? And on Good Friday, most people genuflect to the empty I tabernacle, and we spoke <laughs> about that, right? We did. 
But I remember one time we were visiting friends in France and we were in Ars and we went to the the church where is the, you know, Saint-Jean-Vianney, the the Holy Curie of Ars. And the people that we were visiting that we went to the church with. So Ellie and I said, we'd like to go to Ars on like a mini pilgrimage. They live 10 kilometers away. They had never been. They're not churchgoers. They're, They're not religious at all. So it was not anything that would have been on their radar to attract them. So, and that's fine. And my friend's son, who would have been, I think, 11 or 12 at the time, asked me, why do you keep kneeling down? And I was I was a little bit perplexed because I, I wasn't sure because I hadn't been kneeling in prayer as such. Mm-hmm. So why do you keep kneeling down? I said, what do you mean? And he showed me, he, he imitated me and he genuflected. And then I explained, well, you know, there in the tabernacle is, we believe Jesus, who is the King of Kings. And mm-hmm. if you were to meet royalty, that's how you show respect. And, mm-hmm. and so he got it. So again, the, the genuflection, I would say minimum entering and exiting the pew at the beginning and end of mass. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people will do it as they enter into the church proper. As right. Well, some people will do it when they're blessing themselves with the holy water. Uh, every time you pass before the tabernacle, mm-hmm. for sure. Some, some people uh, bow, though. I've seen a lot of people bow as they pass before the tabernacle or going up on. Well, it's people yeah. your age have to bow because if you go down on one knee, there's no guarantee you're getting back up there, buddy. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Good but I know I've taken a few kids out at school because we have the big plate glass windows in front of mm-hmm. the chapel, and so I'll, I'll genuflect in front of the tabernacle as I'm going past the chapel, mm-hmm. and at least once a week someone's tripping behind me. Yeah. But again, I, I try to check my blind spot that I'm not going to take somebody out when I Especially do that. Especially when you're leaving. Uh, yeah, Because they just don't know. They just don't know. and right. we, we just Especially as you're trying to get out, out of mass at the end. I'm mentioning your names. What about well, that, and that's number six on the list. What, a, so. <laughs> what about respect for the movements of the mass, Robert? Again, 100%. And that comes back to what we said at the beginning. Like Father that. Ravi said, mm-hmm. if you can, please kneel. Remain standing. And I get the remain standing because mm-hmm. if you go back to when mass was prayed hundreds of years ago and they didn't have pews or kneelers, people did remain standing throughout. Yep. And standing is a show of sign of respect. That's why we stand for the gospel. I like that. Sit down, stand up, kneel down. The kneeler is for the knees, not the feet. Or in your case, the floor is for the knees, not the feet. And the kneeler is for the feet. The kneeler is when, you, when you're sitting, you put your feet up there. No, that's a good point, though, because sometimes people are walking all over the kneelers, and especially in the winter months and stuff, you know, you got to make sure you keep put that kneeler up type thing. Yeah, and but, pay attention to what's going on. Mm-hmm. Paying attention, and I think that helps focus. So if you're paying attention so that you know when to sit, stand, kneel, uh, you're going to be more in tune with what's going on in the Mass. Yeah. right. And that's one thing, and I know we, we've Pay spoken about absolutely. it before, um, drives me around the bend when the priest is saying, please sit, please stand, please mm-hmm. kneel. It's like, Father, most of us know yeah. And those of us who don't know are going to follow the ones who do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that should maybe be reserved for confirmation mass or first communion mass when you're getting a lot of people maybe that aren't regular 
But that no, being said, again, today at the school mass, mm -hmm. Father Ravi wasn't saying to please sit, please stand, for the most part. I, yeah. I don't think ever, except for the one part after the, the Sanctus. Mm -hmm. But those teachers who That's right. know We're the parts of the mass yep. would then say to the students around us, stand up. And once you got two or three rows of kids standing up, yeah, the rest everybody follow. follows. Yeah, And it would Which be the same at Sunday mass. Once mm -hmm. you had a few people do one thing everyone else is going to follow yeah but again knowing what to do and paying attention and realizing what's coming you're actually going to be more focused on the mass mm -hmm. and and paying attention which gets us to our next one the sign of peace don't get distracted which we often do in mass if the peace sign is done make a simple gesture to the right and left without getting too distracted and i think robert if i could take one thing from the mass today that was the biggest bone of contention for me is once we did the sign of peace i think that's where we lost a lot of kids for a couple minutes the noise got and you almost have to skip that at a school mass in fact i would say that's something that should be just uh you know said right over you just move past yeah, that and one. my understanding is the sign of peace is optional to begin with mm -hmm. okay and if there's a listener that knows otherwise uh, and can point me in the direction of what do you think they mean by this quote make a simple gesture to the so they're not saying extend necessarily the p you know your hand or you don't necessarily like a simple gesture could be shaking one's hand a uh, simple gesture can bowing. be bowing with, with praying hands yep. uh i think the more common one i've seen and maybe it's because the people at my mass are, are children of the 60s mm. right is the the peace sign Right. So you're waving your hand around up there. You know, this is audio only. The listeners can't see you're on oh, the screen holding up I your, seen your that. peace sign here, buddy. Uh, I like the simple handshake, but I don't want it to get to, to become totally distracted. And that's why I don't think it's a good thing necessarily to school mass. Yeah, I do and, miss shaking people's hand after COVID. I'll tell you that, you know. And you can, at a school mass, you can say, just shake the hand of the person to your left, to your right, directly in front, directly. In front. You're still going to lose it. You know, and that's it became that's just too because much. of what it is yeah uh, again too at some parishes and i haven't seen this in a long time but at some parishes uh, the pastor is going to take that opportunity to go down and, and high five the first three pews and mm -hmm. it's that's that's not part of it either right? yeah i remember i was at a church in australia when i was living there and there would be a priest good old irish priest too Good man. He would, at the sign of peace, he had enough time to get down. It was a small church. He got down one side, extended the hand of peace, came down the other side, hand of peace, and got back no. up to the altar in, in time for the next part. No problem. Yeah, and, 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 it, yeah, and it depends on the Sunday. size of the church. Right? Yeah, it wasn't too big. Yeah, and the other thing, too, is actually the priest's role, and he'll say, you know, the, the peace of the Lord be with you, and mm -hmm. everyone answers, and with your spirit. He doesn't then have to go around and, and say peace to everyone because he's already done it. And he's done it, yeah. Right? Yep. So, again, that, that's me just being me and nitpicky and OCD over some of the details. And I, yeah. I know I I got to let some of that stuff go. Yeah. And, and that's working. on me. I've been working on you. Number five, yeah. remain silent. Try not to speak in church, even if the celebration celebration has not yet begun. You're very good at this. I find it's definitely that doesn't happen much at a school mass, but certainly... In the church, it happens. Maybe not as much as it did, but there is kind of more noise before Mass begins, and it should be kept to the narthex, yeah, the vestibule. Be or... Before Mass is not too, too bad. Uh, our parish, 
we're praying the rosary before mass and then when that finishes up the organist starts filling yeah. in the background noise so it's not to be quite honest the before mass not too too bad it's the aftermath mm -hmm. the aftermath of the aftermath if mm -hmm. you will um people will start socializing mm -hmm. and, and i get don't want to do that mass is finished and you're seeing people you only usually see once a week but again take that out into the vestibule yeah but even there are before, some of us though, that are i, th oh, yeah, I think some people would say maybe before is more that people want to go in there five or ten minutes and then after mass once the priest has left they feel a chance of socialist which i agree both should be taken out to the vestibule and for the most part it is i don't find many people do I, a i'm lot gonna of... be a hundred percent honest on here even mm. for me the rosary being recited before mass to me is too noisy i mm. just want to go in and have yeah my I, I 10 15 minutes of and, silence and not to mention people are coming in people are praying the rosary and people are trying to get into the pews i that never worked for me i i don't yeah because only yeah. about five people start the rosary and as they're finishing up then you've got the church fill and some people are oh. praying other people yeah. are having conversations and it's running mass runs late because sometimes the rosary runs a little bit late but we'll move on to the sixth and final one because that was for me was that one is for you i picked this article for number six for you mr Dennis. immediately after mass it is or advisable early to, or, or early. early to wait to wait for the priest and ministers to conclude the celebration. Besides, it's best to stay a while for a silent thank you, which I do more and more. I haven't done that in a couple of years, Robert. I did that, yeah, at one time, maybe a little bit with the mass run, an hour and 15 minutes. I was guilty. But you're right. We shouldn't be doing that. Well, yeah, number one, you shouldn't be leaving before the final blessing. No. All right. Uh, if you were to get into the nitty-gritty of canon law, again, this is my understanding of, the, mm -hmm. of canon law, is that there there really is no time frame or set parts of the mass that you absolutely have to be there for some people say oh you have to arrive before the gospel for it to count or you need to stay until the final blessing for it to count. Uh, my understanding is that there's nothing written that for that mass to count as your sunday obligation that you have to be there for certain parts or a certain length of time <laughs> but that being said uh, if you're visiting somebody you're not going to leave without saying goodbye no well, if I'm at your house, I might, but that's, a, again. But when Mass runs a 15, 20 minutes after communion, you think to yourself, there's no need to go that long. Just saying, not mentioning any names, but well, it doesn't happen anymore. I find a lot of priests are guilty of this. And there's the spot there for announcements, and, and that's written into the general instruction of the Roman Missal. There's a okay. spot there for announcements. Mm-hmm. But I would say nine times out of ten, the priest is going to get up there for the announcements. The first announcement is, please make sure you take home a copy of the bulletin. And let's say the whole bulletin. And then they read the bulletin, yeah. right? <laughs> it's yeah. like... Actually, Father Chris is good like that. He just gives a couple of points. And um, and then what about the recessional song? Do we have to wait for all five, uh, you know, if that choir well, is really into it? Like... You should, stay, you should stay for the whole recessional hymn. Again, that being said, I would say at most three verses for the Holy Trinity. How about we right? give you two? We call it. We, we split well, the difference. One verse, Father should stay up in the, the sanctuary. Yeah. Another verse for him to get to the back. 
And then just a, a third verse. No, we have to see, roll out the. No, we've got prayer for Saint Michael, and that, and then right after that, really, Father's ready to leave with the altar service, and one verse is done. So I'll give the choir an extra verse. Sure. Yeah. But Three. Yeah, you at least wait for Father to get to the back. Oh, and absolutely. Ready to shake hands. Yeah. Uh, you shouldn't be first leaving before. No, never the ministers, the priest, yeah. and you shouldn't be breathing down the back of his neck as he's making his way mm-hmm. down the aisle either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, um, and you shouldn't be thinking about getting out. You know, speeding the parking as you know the lineup to get out of the. Yeah, and again, church. as it says here in the article, taking a moment of of quiet, prayerful thanks for the Eucharist, mm-hmm. I, I think, is also very, very important. Having that silence before, having that silence after. Yeah. For me, it helps me to really center myself and focus myself on the Lord. But see, I think it's much easier to do that before. I think it's quieter. People are preparing themselves. I think afterwards, once the choir is done with their recessional, people see other people, and that's where it becomes very noisy to stay in the church proper and pray because people are just, they're just talking. And they oh, yeah, no, it's not, it's not easy. It's not easy. And... But you know, we, we do it. And my wife and I, we have our own little aftermass routines of, of mm-hmm. prayer, um, lighting candles. Uh, I mean, we, we've kind of gone on long enough about this right now. So maybe we'll talk about that in, in another episode. But I came across a, a beautiful prayer for uh, lighting a prayer candle. But mm-hmm. we'll, we'll save that for another time because and not to uh, mention I, I some per- and some yeah, in some churches, people are starting to come filter in for the next mass if there's not. Tons of time between masses. I know? don't get up I early see. enough in the morning to get to one of the early well, masses. We're at the have, last one. Right? We don't so have uh, that many. We don't have six masses like at, uh, at right. St. Bernadette's. Anyhow, you have a saintly saying for us this week. Robert. Yeah, and as always, when I go looking for a saintly saying, when I go looking for a saint quote, not to put it there. I try to link it with what we've been talking about. Mm, nice. So I wanted to find a saintly saying that had to to deal with the mass, mm-hmm. had to deal with mass etiquette. Uh, I couldn't find a saintly saying that said no shorts allowed. I couldn't find a saintly saying that said uh, don't leave right after communion. Yeah. But the one I did find, and it, actually we were just talking about him, Saint-Jean Saint Vianney. Saint-Jean Vianney. Saint-Curie d'Ars, who's one of my favorite or saints. Or the curry. How would you say the name? The curry of ours? You Cur- say it so curry, fast. My, curry, my understanding is uh, what you get takeaway when you're in the United Kingdom. Is you get a curry takeaway. Oh, I love curry takeaway. Curry. Yeah, but you know, say that in English for our English viewers. We don't have viewers, listeners. And ours, the, don't the, say the, 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 the curry, curry of ours, of ours, ours, a r s. Yes, so that's what our listeners will see. Now you can say it. Saint Jean Vianney, the Saint Curie d'Ars. Yeah, oh, you, you want so my quickly. quote? People you were like, you were wanting me to say the quote. No, I was wanting you to say it so slowly so our listeners could understand what exactly his title was. Saint Jean Vianney. Saint Jean Marie Vianney. Le Saint Curé d'Ars. Patron saint of parish priests, correct? Correct. Okay, correct. read it. Read away. If we really understood the Mass, we would die of joy. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot in the Mass that we just kind right. of 
brush over or go, or it's rote now and we don't realize just what we're saying or the importance of it or the beauty behind it. Yeah, if we truly understood what was happening, if we truly understood that our God, our Creator, was coming down and humbling Himself to take the form of bread and wine, Mm -hmm. right? If we really knew what was going on, that we 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 would die of joy, Mm -hmm. like not of fear or fright, but joy. We would be so joy filled. Yes, our hearts would explode. And that's a really good point, Robert, when we think of the school mass today with so many non-Catholics who attend our school, non-practicing Catholics who attend, and really they don't know really what's going on with the mass at all. But if they did, I think they would be very, you know, certainly very impressed and certainly maybe in awe, some of them, but they just don't know. They're just... And I found I had to remind myself as I was extra extraordinary minister of the Eucharist, I actually at one point had to remind myself, mm-hmm. be joy-filled as you're doing this job. These mm-hmm. kids are coming forward to receive Christ or to receive a prayer of blessing. Mm-hmm. And if they're coming forward and I and they're getting my teacher face, mm-hmm. right, I'm giving them kind of the stink eye because mm-hmm. that's just what I do to try to keep some kind of decorum in mm-hmm. the my surrounding area. They're not going to see the joy that's in my heart. Yeah. I actually had to remind myself... You're supposed to be joy-filled. You are holding the suborm. You are holding Christ. You are holding God between your two hands. Yeah. And my yeah, face isn't showing and my face isn't showing that. No. I do and, you have and, a different do you have a different face between when you give out communion as an extraordinary minister in a school mass as opposed to in a within although I don't know. If you, church, I, know you I don't read do that mass, anymore at the church, no. but I have done that at the yeah. parish before. Uh I would say yes, because at the school mass, I'm still working, right? right? If that if that kind of makes sense, at a school mass, I'm still a teacher. Yeah, I'm still working. I'm still yeah. I have my my thirty some odd charges students that you know I'm trying to guide in this. More like and 800, but yeah, I think it's different if I can take them to the chapel separately mm-hmm. and it's just the small group of us right again very very different when you're in a room full of close to a thousand students yeah, we're, and they're trying just... to wave to their buddy on the other side of the and the, we're the checking gym. for cell phones and, and telling kids not to trying to make sure no one's walking off with the eucharist i know right? so it's very hard to remain joy filled in those circumstances yeah and i had to remind myself and again so this is you know, this quote is so apropos for myself today that yeah. I had lost the understanding of what was going on there. No, I know. I know we lose that because really the mass at school is almost like it's a duty. It's not really something that we can appreciate as much. I know I don't appreciate it as much as I, as a mass in a church, just because you're on, you're on, you're on guard. You're, I mean, you're, you're looking out for kids. You're making sure things are going well. Exactly. And you have exactly. to realize, I mean, things still go wrong. I mean, student tapped me on the shoulder today and you know can i go to the bathroom in the middle of the mass and i'm like go no absolutely you can wait to and he's like i'm bleeding and i go oh well i okay yeah go quick and i I, you forget that something's yeah yeah Uh, yeah it's it's just it's not an ideal situation no but but if being at that mass today planted some seeds in some hearts yeah. That might take weeks, months, years, yeah. decades to come mm-hmm. to fruition. But if it's planted some seeds somewhere, 
they will bear fruit one of these days. Yeah. Um, and it was a beautiful mass. It was a great homily. The music was beautiful. And it might plan if you're absolutely right, Robert. Now, do you have a saintly saying for us there, sir? I do. What, sometimes I don't know if I use my old saintly sayings. I should probably write them down somewhere. This is from one of your favorite saints, Robert St. Augustine. Very good. Find out how much God has given you, and from it take what you need. The remainder is needed by others. That's beautiful. That's very thought-provoking. That's that's that... good, eh? Once again, for our listeners, find out how much God has given you, and from it take what you need. The remainder is needed by others. No, I take more than I need. I, I don't remember that last part. The remainder is needed by others. I, I forget that sometimes. And, you know, often we take, we have a lot, Robert. We're both blessed as, as educators. And, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you know, we have a lot. And I sometimes take more than I need. So once again, find out how much God has given you. And from it, take what you need. The remainder is needed by others. Yeah, and the world so desperately needs to hear that today. Yeah, I know. Like the I world know. so desperately needs to hear that because not only like you were saying, you know, God has given me so much mm -hmm. and I still from that take more than I need. I know you do give some to others, mm -hmm. but sometimes, but God has given you so much mm -hmm. and you take what you need from that, but you also take extra. And, and so do I from, yep. it, you know, I, I'm just going to be honest on that too. Right, the you know, extremely blessed life, and you know, I'm not going to say live beyond beyond my means, but I'm going to say kind of live beyond my needs. Yes, maybe the better way to put it, I li live beyond my needs. But sometimes, and, and the message that the world puts out there, when you look at social media or you you see the pop culture, the message that the world put out there is not even just look at what God has given you and take what you need or take more than you need. Mm -hmm. It's look at what has God has given you, take all of that and then see what you can grab from somebody else. Yeah. Right. See if there's anything left to grab some more, but I want to ask you this question. I want to know how do we figure out the first part? Find out how much God has given you. Prayer. Is there a measuring, you know, what? how do you do that? Find out how much God has given you and from it, take what you need. God I has think, given us a lot, both of us. I think God has given us more than we realize. Mm -hmm. Right. How, so to your question, how do you find out how much God has given you? Uh, you we all need to sit back and really take stock. Take stock, yeah. And it's not just the monetary value. No, no. Don't just look at what your salary is. Don't just look at the price tag on your car or your home or your television or what have you. But look at all of the other things, all of the other blessings that God has given you, whether it's friendships, love of family, mm -hmm. time, all of these things. Time, look, at yeah. every, look at all of the blessings that God has given you. Take only what you need. And again, coming back to what, what you were I like saying, that. what Take I was what saying. You need. Yeah. T time would be a perfect example. The use the time that, you know, use your time wisely. And then the remainder, give time to others. It's needed by others. Yeah. 
because we we just get sucked into everything and Mm -hmm. we come back and it comes back to what i just said we live beyond our needs yes most of us live beyond our means as well and that's a whole other conversation yeah that's a whole but i like the notion it just came to me that we live beyond our needs Mm -hmm. and so from that quote you know take what god has given you take only what you need yes and we don't need as much as we think we need no Right. We don't. My, my my gut will attest to that. My belly will attest yeah. to that. Right. We could live much simpler lives and and still be fine. Hundred percent. Most of us in the West, you know, and we see so much, you know, uh, homelessness and and people food insecurity now, and and it just you know uh, the rising prices of everything, Robert. So I think if that that's such a poignant quote now, especially today, it's it's apropos. Find out how much God has given you, and from it, take what you need. The remainder is needed by others. I think that's for all of us, not only our listeners, oh, but everybody in the West. 100%, like I said, just so thought Others need so- stuff, and we have to be the people who have access to reach out to those people. For sure, for sure. And again, that's... Uh, and that will probably uh, so be part of... another whole episode. That well, we that's part of your that. new role as LPA at St. Bernadette's. You have to find ways, you know, you'll find ways to... You know, reach out to others. That remain the others will need stuff too, and 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 you God, do that. God churches willing. do that. Catholic churches do that. Yeah, God, God willing, I, I have the wisdom and the the strength to to do yeah. this. You said you had music for us. It's I on do, the way. and I got it. Yeah, but uh, maybe you can just sing it. You do a pretty good job of just kind of. No, I'm not going to sing that for you, for you well, today. Well, this is going to be. I'll, I'll get on getting a, a formal copy so that I can <laughs> actually put it in. But <laughs> I like that's. That. I'll get on getting on. I like that. Uh, yeah, they, but that's just uh, without getting into too much details as we're recording here. What throwing, in throwing the anybody church from the bus, is yeah. that? Let's what go. in the church is that? I what in the church is that? Oh, is I supposed to have something for you? Oh, yeah. Where did I write that down? <laughs> I'm going to mispronounce Did you leave this. it at work? I probably did leave it at work. Well, you I'm gave just... me two copies of the... So I wrote it on the first one, and then I had to take the second one. Sorry I wasn't there to help you pack up again today. And you didn't type it out for me either. Oh, I'm not going to type up the, the thing I'm supposed to guess. I'm not going to type that up for you. Okay, I'm going to mispronounce so our listeners will chime in. On the count of three. Three. One. Two. You're going that way. Three. Manuterge. M A N U T E R G E. Manuterge. Manuterge. Something to do for the hands. Oh. Menu. Is it part of clothing? Wait, wait, wait. There we go. Manuterge. 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 He, he's, not his, he's probably stop that. Stop. Yeah, I don't. I think I like your pronunciation. I know. Better. So <laughs> Menu turge. Yeah. So, is it a piece of vestment it's or actually, clothing? It looks like it's more of a collective term for something as opposed to individual item. That's what surprised me that it's not plural or something like that. Okay, is it a piece of clothing or clothing's pieces of clothing? Clothing. Jewelry? No. Jewelry, no. But you're on the right track. So if you said it was, well, you you had it though, because you said it was for the uh, hands. Something to do with the hands. Right. So it's not clothing, but 
Is it made out of cloth? Cloth? I don't know. I guess some of them could be. It says it doesn't use the term cloth here, but I guess it could be similar similar material to cloth, maybe. Mm. Is it used during the Mass? Yes, it is. And you have to go back to the hands, Robert. So not quite cloth, four hands. Is it something that is carried? Yes, I believe it would be carried. I don't know if when it's used, it's actually carried or it's there. But you're so close. Yeah, I... You can taste victory when you said it's used for like the, the hands. So if it's not something worn, then what would... So the use... only thing I can think of of using for the hands during mm -hmm. the Mass, uh, not the purificator, but just as a, a hand towel... Okay. So when so, so for example, uh, just before the consecration, when Father washes his hands and he says, "Lord, wash away my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin," and he wa he rinses his hands or his fingers with water, he would use just a finger towel or a hand towel. Is this what we're we're talking about? I'm going to give you the definition, and you're going to tell me if that's the same thing. This term is used for several types of linen towels used in the liturgy. Yeah, linen them... is cloth, buddy. Linen okay. is cloth. I asked, is okay. it cloth? Well, no, not really, but it's linen. One of them is the one used in the sacristy. So the manuturge is used in the sacristy. So yeah, No, so would... no. This term is used for several types of linen towels used in the liturgy. One of them is used is the one used in the sacristy. Just one of them. So does that mean that others would be used in the Mass proper? Or No. It could be, and I'm just saying that. But the why difference... is it a singular term? That I don't know. Like, why is it? Sorry, it seems like a plural term, but yet it seems like a singular word. Uh, like I, the only one I can see is the finger towel that's yeah. used when when Father washes. Uh, so what's could the one? There in be the one in the, in the sacristy, in sacristy, like a like a dish towel in the sacristy mm -hmm. as well. These would be linen towels that do not have the red cross on them. Because a couple of episodes uh, back, yes, you talked about the purificator, correct, which is used to clean father's fingers and lips when he has been manipulating the mm -hmm. blessed sacrament. Mm -hmm. Because you need to wash those ones in a certain way because they would have particles of the blessed mm -hmm. sacrament on right. them. This one wouldn't have the red cross, so you would know to use it when you have not been manipulating mm -hmm. the Blessed Sacrament. So they can just be thrown in the, the washing machine and, and washed with your dungarees. Okay. Yeah, like right. a cloth item. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. So, okay, I didn't realize it had a proper name. Yeah. Right? For me, it was always that. called the finger towel. Okay. Yeah, maybe. I'm going to give you a second chance. Here we go, Robert. One so more. Do, I've got another one on the go now, too? Yeah. Okay, well, I got that first one. Yeah, you did. But so why are you kind saying of. you give me a give second? You I got it. I got it. It was the finger towel. Yeah, that's right. After six hints. Here we go. Burse. B-U-R-S-E. Oh, I've heard this before. Oh, yeah. You've been all... Like, I, I'm thinking of the answer, and I'm thinking you've been all around it on, you know... Uh, oh, that's the... Good. It, it, we stumped I, you. No, 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 you. no. I don't think so, but I, mean, I could a time be completely limit. wrong. I think that's the the envelope that you put the corporal in that sits on top of the... the Robert Leblanc, a flat 10-inch square cloth case for carrying the corporal. 
Yeah, he's the burst. Too. Nice job, the burst. Did you? Did you? Did, I, I've heard that term before, and okay. I knew it, and it was just. But to, to say exactly what it, I did, actually say what exactly what yeah, it was. Yeah, he did. Nice. But it, it just it took me a moment to. The canoe, Mr. Canoe Head, has been pretty good. So it took me well, a minute I'm to get the wheels you know, in motion on of, that. I'm running out of. Uh, your your hazy hazy days. No, I'm running out of t- terms. Oh, there's always another hazy in the fridge, but I'm running out of terms. So we might have to go into like obscure, you know, medieval oh, terms for. No, well, they go through like there's so many. I did. Vest- I was reading like twelve of them today. I'm like, I've been through all those things. But there's so many vestments that we haven't talked about. Yeah, we haven't. And we I think even to... even if you go through some no, of those, no, I don't want to go through stuff. those vestments because so easy. You know all of them. That's why I want you to go through them. I maybe know them, but I don't know if our listeners know them. Like well, Barry, the no, I I was going to go through some easy vestments, and I'm like, he's going to know that, he's going to know that, he's going to know that. Yeah, but I, a part of it isn't just necessarily for what I know. I don't yes, know for, for our listeners. Point. Okay, so I I had like some vestments lined up, and I thought, oh, you know, yeah, there's you're some, right. There's some pretty obscure vestment pieces. That I've only just learned in the last little while, and I'm not going to throw even, out the terms. Absolutely, but not even obscure. We'll go through the like the three main parts yeah. on the top, and and are some of our listeners will know the name. Like myself, didn't know all the names correctly until like this is good. His, this is good lessons for me because I've been able to find out about names of these things. Right, like and a verse. Yeah, well, exactly. I had a student who, for a project at school, made a chalice. And then the child's had the purificator, the patent, the Paul. It had a burst, and wow. it also had the veil that goes over top. I of. remember you showing me this, and I and remember this, the burst. And, and this student actually even went online and figured it out and had the corporal folded properly. Wow. Right. And this student is actually a non-Catholic. Right. So that, that just blew That's, me away. Well, non-Catholic at the time. You're, and God willing, what can happen? Dan, do you have any shout-outs? I do. I'm going to shout-out to my... Uh, give a shout-out to my grade 12s who are graduating this year. This is the first time, uh, like I've told you, Robert, this is the first time I've taught all grade 12s. And some of and, them are listeners. Uh, some of them are listeners. That's right. Some oh. of ours, well of done, gentlemen. Ladies, gentlemen, well done. Congratulations. Congratulations. The the and they're all graduating. And I just want to shout them out and wish them the best of luck in their future. As you do, your students too, Robert, as you leave... Um, our school and um it was a great year and it was the first time and the last time i'll teach all grade 12s and i just want to say i've been to prom i won't get to graduation because of uh my daughter's graduation is the same day so unfortunately i won't get there but that was just a shout out to our students and i know some of your students we have similar you know some of them we've got students we've both taught um and some of them listen in the grade 12 yeah they've mentioned that to you they've mentioned that to me so, so god god bless them they survived a okay. semester with you they, they survived two semesters right first semester and second not the same kids mind you but i think those, those and you have kids, a uh, um shout out as well i actually have a couple of shout outs and i'll oh. just be very quick the the second one i kind of threw threw in there mm-hmm. not as an afterthought but uh, uh so my first shout out is to all of our listeners who comment or write in, and you know, whether you comment on the Facebook page uh, or 
uh, on the Podbean platform. Those are the ones I see the most. I've seen one or two, I think, on the Apple Podcast platform. I can't bounce around all the platforms to see. Can where you all show the me all are. of them because sometimes you show me some good ones. But the, you, the ones that I see, I, sh- I try to show you the ones that I see. Uh, but no, thank you to all of our listeners that yes. uh, drop us a line uh, that interact. We we really really do enjoy that. Uh, and try to answer as quickly as possible. Uh, you said a, a number of times, and I think our listeners understand. Dennis is not on social media. <laughs> Probably, I'm sorely missed by better. many. I'm sure. Yeah, I yeah. said to my students I was going to get on social media when I retire. Maybe like Facebook or something like that, or maybe Instagram. But I probably won't. Yeah, fa- Facebook and Instagram is for old folks like us, but that's a a, a whole other thing. I get. I'll get. I'll get my MySpace account reactivated. So I. <laughs> So again, thank you to to the listeners. Yeah, that's that. great. It, it means the world to us. It really does just, mean the world to us. Speaking about listeners, we're getting some more hats, and so we should think about a summer giveaway. So we'll maybe we'll get back to them in our next episode. For sure, for sure. And then my second shout out, uh, as we've talked about today, uh, mm-hmm. and in, our, in last two episodes, I guess the last time it was you and I, and we mm-hmm. made a big announcement that I'm retiring from teaching. Um, we spoke about how this is going to be our last episode for the next month or so, mm-hmm. uh, as we get through the end of the school year and then take some, some vacation time at the beginning of July. Mm-hmm. Uh, so really I should have been giving this shout out in the next episode, but when that next episode comes out, just the two of us, uh, this shout the out is going to be so far in the, in the past uh, so it's kind of a future shout out I, I want to make a future shout out I like in the a future couple weeks, uh, uh, to yourself Dennis and our, our colleague uh, Carrie as well um, because uh, you and Carrie are putting together my retirement party we are uh, yeah, don't give us a shout out yet because it hasn't happened but I, I know it hasn't happened that's why it's, it's kind of a future shout out it hasn't well, happened yet but the thing is if i was to wait until after it happened it would be august i'd be thanking you for something in june that's so true. that's that that's why i wanted to throw it out there now well um, i'm looking forward to it carrie's looking forward to it. i know a number a good number of our colleagues are all looking forward to it it's a busy time yeah, of the year but the response has been great that uh certainly and, a lot and, of people want to come to this I, I didn't. And, I didn't throw it out there. To, to no, I know you didn't. So it's it's really just to say thank you to you guys because I know you've been spearheading it. I know you're not the only two involved. Uh, I, no, many. I'm many. sure I could. I'm sure I could guess a, a number of other names, and we're, I'm not going to ask you to go through that. Now. Many hands make light work. We'll do that on the next episode, please, so, God. But yeah, um, God willing, well, it's going to be a fun but, time. But thank you to you guys. Thank you to all of my colleagues over the last yes. 28 years of teaching. Thank you to all of my students as well. It, it has been uh, an absolute blast being a teacher in Catholic education. It's not always been perfect. Mm-mm. Not always been perfect. Um, but a lot of joy. Uh and the the trials and testing, uh like the gold that's tested in fire, I think has I, I hope has made me a better Christian, a better Catholic, a better husband, father, and, and educator as well. Uh, we were lucky to have you for the last 20 years. And what other job, Robert, could you go in every day and talk about God and your faith? And still have a job the next day for the for the Late last pastoral associate. Yes, which you will start <laughs> right. on July seventeenth. July seventeenth. Yeah, July seventeenth at my church. So you'll be my boss then. 
I'll be I'll be there to make sure that you're not leaving early. You got yes. you're going to be stand for you know all five uh, stanzas in the closing chant. I'm sure yeah, you've buddy. probably got a few uh, jobs lined up for me for September, weeknights and evenings. Hopefully, but, yeah, Dennis, buddy. Uh, we always aim to keep it under an hour, and uh, yeah, it's not going to happen again this you, you, this go around. Barry, uh, that was my idea that we were going to get a half an hour between you and me, and I thought to myself. I'm not getting an half an hour with Robert LeBlanc. I'd be lucky to get 45. But it's like, and we we line up so much good stuff to to talk about. Well, you had that church pop, those six rules. That was that was really interesting. And the same the quotes are always good. And what in the church is that is great, even though I rarely stump. I I always have the what in the church in that is that I always go through and I edit out a lot of the dead air of me human and hawing over it so <laughs> it seems like and a the shout outs are when we're good. recording it but by the time we, we get there i, I get it yeah. and the shout outs are always important because there's a lot of people in our lives Robert, that uh you know keep us going for sure yeah true blessings true blessings. We're blessed to have them so how was your your hazy ipa it was you know what again i wouldn't say again if you gave me a trappist beer or, or a hazy i'm or an ipa i'm choosing the trappist but i'm i wouldn't say i'm getting fond of them but i enjoyed that we We're bringing you hazy, over to the sour side. The hazy little thing IPA. Still, I find it a little bit of weird drinking a beer with a citrusy kick to it, but I enjoyed that, Robert. And yourself? Very good. Yours? Mr. Canoe Head did not let me down. That was excellent. I'm going to have to head back to the, the bottle shop in Newmarket to pick some more of that up because I can't get it here at my local. <laughs> Mr. Canoe Head. Mr. Canoe Head. That was perfect, though. He was, it was good. Uh, like you know, I you're not helping this, this Canadian stereotype much there with Mr. Well, you, should, beer. you should see the the label, right? It's uh, kind oh of, yeah, yeah. Hold the label. The, up it's the, yeah, I'll hold it up so that our listeners can hear can the label. Right? Maybe we should get on YouTube. It's the uh, you know the the typical lumberjack with a, like a canoe a on his de head. Bois? It's like a coureur de bois. Yeah, a little bit coureur de bois. So uh, it was great. It it had that uh, little bit of IPA sour twinge to it, but also the the red or amber fullness. So it was very very nice. But again, we try to keep this down, but buddy, the time seems to have flown by, and my hourglass is empty. Always a pleasure, Robert. Both the pint and the conversation. As we were just saying, especially the pint. Yes, but it's always a pleasure to talk about our Catholic faith as well. Very true, very true. Now, Dennis, just before we wrap up here, perhaps there's just one small favor we could ask of our listeners. If you could take a quick moment and a couple of clicks to follow the Pints and Pews podcast on your favorite platform and give us a review. And while you're at it, give us a like on Facebook, drop us a line there, or at pintsandpews at gmail.com. We always enjoy hearing from our listeners. Chat again soon. God willing. And until then, why don't you remind our listeners of the wise words of G.K. Chesterton. In Catholicism, the pint, the pipe, and the cross can all fit together. God bless. Take care, my friend.